In the real estate industry, at least in a traditional way, most agents are competing against each other, especially if you're in the same market, you are going to compete against each other. That culture and that thought had kind of just melted through the whole organization of where everybody's collaborating instead of competing. And now I'm thinking, you know, beyond this is like, I want to collaborate with everybody in the market, not just our brokerage. And I think that's the right way to go about business. Hey, investors, you are listening to the Investing to Win podcast, the show dedicated to empowering investors to achieve financial freedom and live your best life. This show is committed to offering honest conversation between investors, common sense strategies, real-time market updates, and professional guidance to achieving financial freedom. Investing doesn't have to be super hands-on or complicated. We are all about passive investments with real gain, so you have freedom of time and money. Your host is none other than Garrett Wong, who brings decades of experience in buying, renovating, and managing cash flow investment properties. Thanks for being here and get ready to invest to win. Hi there, investment community. This is Garrett Wong, your host of the Investing to Win podcast. Collaboration over competition. I just finished an interview with John Tsai, president of eXp Realty Canada. I wanted to have John on the show because eXp fosters a different kind of business model or what I might even call a different business mindset. They actually collaborate amongst their agents instead of competing. It's a super interesting episode and I think a lot of industries, other industries should actually take notes. So I hope you enjoy this one. Welcome, investment community. This is Garrett Wong, your host of the Investing to Win podcast. Today, I have a special guest all the way from the West Coast, John Sai. John, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. No, uh, honor's all mine. I know you're a busy guy and getting our schedules to connect is going to be very fruitful. So I'm excited to have you on the show. So before we begin like for maybe you to introduce yourself to the audience so they can get a bit of background on you. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Um, so I have been selling real estate now for the last 17 years, started in 2006. I'm an immigrant from Taiwan and came over here in 1991. And so now I guess that's uh, 32 years here in Vancouver. And, you know, getting into real estate, my only thing was to buy enough real estate so I can retire. Uh, from the residual rental income that was coming in, right? And I'll tell you a little story about that is how I got into it is um, when I was 22 years old, I was in Taiwan on vacation. And it was during my fourth year of uh, University of British Columbia in psychology, okay? So my last year there and I uh, ran into this gentleman and he was um, 42 years old. And it was Tuesday afternoon. And I'm like, this man I always see here during my summer vacation. I'm like, do you work? His name is Will. He's a Caucasian uh, gentleman. I said, Will, do you even work? He said, no. Well, I'm retired. I'm like, what? How did you retire? He said, well, you know, I built a language school here teaching English to, to kids. And uh, I sold it. And uh, the, from the proceeds of the sale, I went and bought a lot of real estate here in town. And uh, I basically live off the rent. I'm like, wow, how can I, you know, become as successful as you are? What would you recommend me do? So he said to me, go read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
Of course. <laughs> from there, it started my whole journey. You know, I read the book from uh, cover to cover. I had never written, uh, uh, read a book from cover to cover ever, even with textbooks. And the only thing that I got from that book was buy enough real estate so you can create the rental income to cover your monthly expenses so you're out of the rat race. Right. And that was it. And, you know, 17 years later, I'm still not out of the rat race, but that's okay. <laughs> still working. Well, you're intentionally in the rat race. No, So you started off in rentals. So I, I imagine you're still in... Re- well, I know that you're in real estate sales, right? As you said, and you started off in rentals. So what was the, uh, the transition moment for you to begin selling? Well, it was actually when I, when I got my license, it was more about, okay, how do I learn how to buy more real estate? And I didn't have any capital. So how can I learn and buy real estate at the same time? So then I got my license. Right. When I got into it, 2006, uh, you know, I utilized my first uh, commission check to put it back into the deal. So I bought my first pre-sale in 2006 all at the same time. I had some help from parents, you know, when we needed to close. And that was my first property. And um, really, uh, in 2007, 2008, you know, I started like, okay, you know what? I'm actually more into this like sales than, than, than investing. And so I directed my focus there. I'm becoming the best salesperson I could be. And then, of course, at the same time, when I get the capital from the sales, I would invest in real estate. But my, my energy and my focus was more so sales now. And that had become my focus all the way through until now. So uh, side story, I, John and I met, audience, a few weeks ago, I was asked to speak at an EXP Realty um, event at the Winnipeg Art Gallery here in town. So we met and connected, and this is why um, I was intrigued to to bring John on the program. So I'm just trying to lay some background for you, John, to maybe explain your role in EXP, and and then I'm going to sort of transition us into uh, what the motto is, because that that's really why I wanted to bring you on. So tell us about EXP. Fantastic, thank you. Um, so my story is, you know, selling real estate for 12, 13 years, I was grinding to no end, uh, seven days a week, 12 to 14 hour days. And then I had to look for a way out, right? And the way out was to create multiple streams of income. Again, it's like through rentals, through uh, business income, but I didn't want to do any other businesses. So when I looked at this model, it provided uh, three very distinct benefits that other brokerages were not providing. Number one is namely um, building equity. And in real estate, a, a lot of agents, you know, we, we sell homes, but we don't, we, we tell our clients not to rent. But in fact, we are renting our brokerages. We are renting our companies. We don't actually own the company. But with EXP, because we become shareholders of the company, I can become an owner. And number two was, uh, if I were to, you know, enroll agents and help them become productive, contribute to them, and when they make an income, uh, the company compensates me as a referral fee. And it's not just a one-time referral fee, it's a recurring referral fee. And therefore, we created a second, uh, very consistent income for myself and my family. And number three was they were going to give us a uh, platform called KB Core. It acts as a website, CRM, and lead generation tool all at once. So, you know, going from a brick and mortar a traditional brokerage to this, um, in four years, I was able to basically make selling real estate optional. 
meaning the residual income that I had built from the from you know attracting agents and help them become productive had created a consistent enough income for me to be able to say okay I can make work optional right so basically that's my journey and then you know because of that I went from 7 days a week Garrett to 4 days a week which is so sweet but here's the thing like when you get complacent and rich and a lot of money in the bank the problems are coming to look for you right and sure enough it did interest rates went from 3 to 7 almost overnight and a lot of my properties um Garrett you know went doubled in payments so that's when you get into trouble and then I get a big tax bill uh, all at the same time all this craziness chaos going around by the end of 2022 2023 um I was like man like and and EXP was uh, in in that little bit of a a grind with other competing companies up and coming and I said to myself, hey, you know what? If EXP ever has me doing any corporate stuff, I'm in. If it's agent advisory council, it's any sort of corporate uh, thing that I can help out with, I'm going to do it. And sure enough, March 6th, uh, 2023, the, the CEO of the company calls me and uh, he asked me, would you be open to a position? I said, what position? He said, essentially, it's the uh, president of EXP Realty Canada. So immediately I said, I'm in. Because EXP has given me everything I've got, going from seven days a week to four days a week, from 12 to 14 hour days to four hour days. I got to give it back somehow. So that's why I'm in this position. And uh, he requested, okay, this is what you have to do. You have to be in, you, he didn't say you have to. He said, uh, the plan is to have more exposure, um, social media, events, and every month go to five different Canadian cities, if you can, to promote EXP in Canada. I said, Glenn, I don't know how I'm gonna do that, I'm in. You know, I got two young girls, five and two years old, um, but daddy's gonna have to, you know, step up for the company and, and I'm, I'm all for it. So here I am three months later, almost four months now later, just doing it, Garrett. Amazing. No, and I mean, you were flying through Winnipeg and that's how we met. Um, Let me back up for the audience because uh, as our audience knows, I used to be a realtor and I transitioned into property management because of that, that end goal. Because as you know, when you stop selling, the income stops. Right. And you go on vacation for a month, you come back, maybe you have another agent helping you or covering, you're splitting referral fees, whatever. But either way, the income stops. So a lot of agents try to get into property management. They try to get into something that's going to give them that residual. Um, so it's, it's very interesting that EXP has this model that basically takes care of that. That's 100%. And uh, before I got into EXP, I was with my previous company um, locally here. and. I didn't even know about EXP. So I was like, okay, how can I create multiple streams of income? The number one idea was to go into property management. There you go. (laughs) And that was it. And and, and, uh, before I really had the chance to even get it started back up, uh, started up, um, EXP came into my awareness and, you know, that was history after that. Yeah, well, property management, as uh, most of my listeners know, is not not an easy gig. It's it's a bit of a grind too. Um, And and honestly, I think it's, it's sort of a means to an end because the end goal is to own rental properties for a lot of people, but not necessarily to manage them. So yeah, three, four months, that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
I think what intrigued me to want to bring you on is I heard this term collaboration over competition. And I don't know if that's an official EXP motto. I heard you say it on stage. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and what it means? Yeah, yeah. I think in the real estate industry, at least in a traditional way, most agents are competing against each other, especially if you're in the same market, you are going to compete against each other, even when you're in different markets. So why would I want to share my secrets with you? Right. And I think we found that, especially with the pandemic, um, how it happened is that we came together. Uh, every industry, we just started to collaborate. We started to come together and hold hands and say, hey, you know what? We got, we got to get each other's back. This is a, a world problem now, right? So I think an EXP was kind of built for that because we're all about collaboration, right? At EXP, the model and the culture is geared towards that because if I were to help another EXP agent become productive and share with him all my secrets, because he's a shareholder and I'm a shareholder, if he sells more real estate and earns more income to the company, I also benefit. And the second layer of that is like, if I were to enroll that agent directly, and of course the company compensates me as a referral fee, I would benefit double time. So why wouldn't I want to collaborate, right? So now there's no competition with each other. And that culture and that thought had kind of just melted through the whole organization of where everybody is collaborating instead of competing. And now I'm thinking, you know, beyond this is like, I want to collaborate with everybody in the market, not just our brokerage. And I think that's the right way to go about business is more give than gain, right? And put everybody together instead of compete, collaborate. I could say I could go on all day about that, but I, I think I'll leave it there. Well, no, I, and we will get into the weeds on it a little bit, but I mean, there's a term in property management, and I, I believe it does apply to realtors and brokerages. Is you know fighting over the red versus the blue ocean, okay? And what I mean by that is, you picture the blue ocean. I mean, it's infinite, right? But if you're fighting within a market, fighting within your own brokerage, fighting within your own city with agents. You get you bloody the water, literally, it's sharks, right? And that's where the red ocean comes from. And it's much better to collaborate and get into that blue ocean. For business-wise, I think a lot of businesses can also look at that. I mean, I'm out there trying to also just pay it forward. And that's that's what really what you're talking about. Can you maybe share some specific ways that that philosophy has been implemented within EXP in terms of actual collaboration? Yeah, this is great. Um, so I come in here and I basically, I used to be a, a real estate coach professionally with the Mike Ferry organization. And if you know Mike Ferry, he's been around for 48, 49 years now in real estate coaching agents. And I used to be one of the coaches. So I brought my skill set to the company. And not only do I coach uh, basically all the agents that are in my group that have, I have attracted, but I speak on this platform called Verbella. It's a virtual world where we get all of our agents to come in. So for example, yesterday, seven o'clock in the morning, I speak right in front of this uh, laptop, but I'm speaking to um, 80 agents within the eXp world virtually. So that's how we kind of collaborate. And then of course, the events that we do, that's how we collaborate. And this afternoon, I'm doing a happy hour for the local agents and it's open to all eXp agents. And in fact, it's open to all agents. And that's how we collaborate. So really, it's about collaborating through building communities and providing value in the industry out there 
um, to all the agents out there. And I could go on and on about how we collaborate, but um, for me to kind of travel to five cities and give value, that's collaboration. So you're talking how to sell the nuances, how to attract like social media, like basically everything a new agent or experienced agent needs. Absolutely. And it could be investing topics. Uh, Last time we were in Calgary, uh, there was the speaker from Rain that came. And we, we invite all these speakers to come and give different ideas to basically give value out there uh, so that real estate agents don't feel alone. And that's the, that's the whole goal because real estate sales, especially, it's a very, it's a very lonely business. Yeah. No, I, I would agree with that because I, I remember as a young agent, um, actually, I, 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 you said 2006, I was 2007. So. Um, I was given a phone book, like literally, my broker gave me a phone book and said, okay, your work partner is starting from A, you start from Z, you're cold calling. And I went through and I literally cold called, I, I mean, hundreds of people for that week and and still had felt very alone, right? I think I managed to get into one house for a listing appointment, but that was it. Yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. So let's talk about team dynamics. You know, you've got the collaborative ethos almost. Like, how does that, how do the team dynamics feel and the work environment uh, at EXP because of this collaboration? The team dynamics, there's so many different ways to look at it. Uh, So, I have a team here locally, and we have 27 agents, and we do sales here in the Fraser Valley and, and Greater Vancouver. And so, that is basically my own sales team. It started from me just selling real estate. Right. So that's a team dynamic there. But also there's the bigger group in which we have about 300 here, you know, with myself locally in BC. And then I have another, you know, 700 uh, all over North America. So part of the, that group is in Winnipeg. Okay. So uh, uh, Raj would be in that uh, group. So that's how we kind of collaborate North America wide. And I also have people in India and Mexico, and we're expanding to other countries as well. So that's called the revenue share organization, we call it. And then I have the team locally here selling real estate, right? So it's all kind of intertwined in one big umbrella. And you're collaborating and coaching and helping your entire group in one way, shape or form. Exactly. And every week I do eight trainings over Zoom and one live training locally here at the WeWork that we have rented and uh, agents from all over EXP, not just my group, they all come to the training. And in fact, it's one of the tools where we can show what we do at EXP. So other brokerages come to that also. That's what I'm talking about for collaboration. I don't mind. I don't want to keep it exclusive. Like, okay, if you're not EXP or if you're not in my group at EXP, you can't come. Or if you're not at EXP, you, you, if you're at Oakland or Sutton or Remax, you can't come. Like, I'm, wel- I'm welcoming everyone to give that value out there. And it's all free training. As most of my listeners know, um, I'm all about relationships, right? Um, Not about transactions, one real estate transaction, one customer. It's all about building long-term relationships. But I want to transition over into the customer, the end client relationship. Because collaboration over competition, that's fine to collaborate with, you know, your your colleagues to get more real estate sales, make more money. But what is the end goal? How does it affect collaboration over competition? How does that affect the client, the client relationship? 
I think the client relationship, if you look at it on the, the fact that uh, the client just wants good customer service, they want a good customer experience. You know, it's not just buying and selling a home. It's really like there's so many emotions behind it that you want a good experience. And a lot of times if you're uh, just one agent and I've been there, right? Like you, if you have one client, two, two, one client, two clients, three clients, you're like, okay, well, I can handle this. I can provide excellent customer service. I can be everywhere and do this. Like I'm going to go buy gifts. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that the, their place gets clean. Handyman gets done inspection, notary. I'll do all that for you. But once you have 10 clients, 20 clients, 30 clients, then the service level goes down, right? So you'll, you'll need to collaborate somehow, either with another agent, not on your team yet, or you're going to hire, have to hire an assistant. So really, the collaboration over competition really helps the end clients yes. because they're getting great customer service. And it ha- I, I believe right now it has to be done with a team. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I What you just described, John, is very, very typical. Agent gets into the market, has a good reputation, works their behind off. Clients start coming through the door and they try to scale. That's a very big business term. They try to scale their operation and you start having a team, which is great, but it usually starts out with an unlicensed assistant and maybe a licensed assistant. And now you've got three or four people. But you know the transition that no man's land to go from zero up to three or four is it's horrible. I've done it. I know many agents that have done it. And uh, to have help along the way... Um, yeah, the end client is going to benefit right from the day one. I really think so. And uh, I, as I was coming up, you know, selling 20 homes a year, 30 homes a year, and then 50 homes a year. Once I got to that 100 mark, you know, really, I had one assistant and one showing agent that was working with me. And once to go from 50 to that 100 mark, I lost some clients. Because I had turnover on my team as well. And then I would get comments like, you know, John, I, I just don't think you have enough time for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that uh, you're getting too big. Mm. Yep. Is what I hear. I'm like, oh, wow. And that's good feedback. And that just simply means that I didn't train the team well and that I didn't give, give them a good customer experience. Like a good customer experience doesn't mean that John has to physically be there all the time. It just means that they need a good customer experience. It doesn't matter who does it. So you do have to tra- train your team well. But in the meantime, in growing, you're going to experience some pain in losing some clients. And you're just going to have to be okay with that. You're not going to be 100%. Even if you service them 100% yourself, you're still going to lose clients. But every single day, you got to just become better at working on your systems, hiring the right people and having the great mentality that I'm going to provide impeccable customer service as long as I'm in real estate. That's the mentality you got to have. And then if, if you, your mentality is all uh, you work around that, then you can't go wrong. Right. But if you're thinking profit and revenues first, then you're going in the wrong direction with these clients. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, no, for sure. But with the collaboration uh, within your group, within your downlines and whatever like that, speak to me about how that would work when, you know, you're a little bit too busy, you have an open house on a Sunday. Um, Does the the team naturally want to participate because they're part of that initial group, the collaboration? I think so. And we look for people who are collaborative. We look for people who are team players. You know, and we give them a questionnaire saying, hey, you know, if it's if this isn't your deal, are you going to help? Right. 
you know, if this is, uh, do you work, uh, do you work well alone or do you like being in a team environment? And these are more so like not trick questions, but like to really dig out, okay, is this the right type of agent that we want on the team? And if you're not a team player, I'm, you know, we can't accept you. So we've been speaking about the benefits and I know there's some other models similar to EXP, but the whole, this whole collaboration we're talking about benefits, but there has to be challenges. Why don't you speak to me about the challenges of this model, if there are any? Yeah, I think some, and it's not for everyone. Like, even if I say, okay, well, I can give you $10,000 a month in residual income, but you're going to have to find your own office. Some people are like, no, then I can't do it. Right. And some people just need that environment to walk into. Right. So we have Bricks no and mortar office. You, Right. We, we do create that for ourselves. I mean, I rent uh, we work where, you know, agents can come in and out and whatnot. And we have training live. And that's why we do so many events so we can be with each other. But in fact, we don't have, let's say, you know, locally anyway, an EXP sign where people can just walk in. I don't have that myself. And a lot of agents, you know, have challenges with that. And it's a real challenge. You just can't get used to it. Right. I think that's been the biggest thing for a lot of agents as a challenge. And uh, I, I can say locally here, because we have a lot of 100% models, right? So you come and sell real estate, it's a flat fee per transaction, and it's a low monthly fee. Uh, EXP is not the cheapest. So sometimes that, you know, they, if they don't see the value of what they can get, they're like, you know what, I'm not really looking to go do 50 deals or 25 deals anyways. I'm just going to do my couple a year. I need the fees to be low. I don't really get the EXP vision, what, what it's trying to do. Then I think that's also a challenge in, okay, fees. Right? So those are the two that I kind of come across. Did you know that there is a big difference between investing in real estate and becoming a real estate investor? People become real estate investors all the time. They get into a flip or conversion project or even dealing with long-term tenants and they come back to us to tell us the same thing. It's like having another full-time job. I don't know about you, but that's not what we call investing. Investing in real estate is about having your money work for you in a way that is passive, consistent, most importantly, hands-off. So which one are you? Do you want to be a real estate investor or do you want to invest in real estate? For those that are open to investing in real estate and having your money work for you, listen up. Garrett Wong has spent decades helping thousands of property owners navigate the ins and outs of property investing and management through his award-winning company, Upper Edge Property Management. Their new division, Upper Edge Capital, is currently involved in multiple projects, from single-family flips to multifamily development. Are you looking for a healthy return on your invested capital? or perhaps becoming a joint venture partner? If so, go to www.upperedgecapital.com forward slash invest to book a time to speak with Garrett and his team to see if there is a fit. Once again, the link is www.upperedgecapital.com forward slash invest. Now, back to the show. Yeah, but the underarching theme that you're speaking about there is somebody who is established, uh, maybe not so great remote, maybe not that great with technology, right? And they're kind of set in their ways. And yeah, if you're 100% uh, on a 100% plan with a brokerage, it'd be hard pressed for you to start to give up some of that. 
But then I would challenge them to say, okay, well, when you retire, this is stopping. Like you can't, I guess you could sell your book to somebody, but it really doesn't exist. It's not like property management where you can sell, you know, those contracts because you don't really have contracts. You have relationships, right? That's yeah, it. Yeah, and that's hard to manage, right? So it really isn't residual income. Uh, uh, you know, you, you do have to still put in the active work to work on that database that you've been sold to, right? So I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about if the agents see value. If you actually see the value, what it's providing, it's really a no-brainer. But if you can't see past that, then there's so many hurdles in front, right? And the two main things are the split, at least locally here, the split and then the uh, location. You know, I think if anything, COVID has, if there's any benefits you could say about that, um, cause our lives have been changed forever. But one of the benefits is that people are used to being on video. They are used to things like Verbella or zoom. Um, and maybe there's a larger contingent, at least uh, in my groups, uh, that want to work at home and, and get those coveted remote jobs. Right. So I think I was just going to bring that up. You know, when I came into the company, we were at 14,000 all over EXP. And when COVID hit, we went all the way now to 88,000. And that's in that's in less than four years. So that, that's uh, and it's because of that, because COVID said, okay, well, you know, you can't you can't go to the office anymore. And every other brick and mortar brokerage was like, oh my god, what are we going to do? You know, sure enough, they're they're going to get some subsidies from the from the government or or whoever. But when you're making no sales and you still have to pay sixty thousand dollars a month to upkeep that office, what are you going to do? Right. And that's why a lot of agents came over and said, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to give up our brick and mortar. We're going to come to this model. And it, it's it's happening actually still right now where, you know, a lot of brokerages are bringing their whole brokerage over because there's less liability. There's less cost. There's no franchise fees, no brick and mortar. They just bring it over here. And with their agent count, they can still be very profitable without all the big expenses. Right. So. I think COVID definitely helped us big time. Yeah, um, like not having bricks and mortar, it, was that intentional um, with the founder? Uh, is that yeah. intentionally part of the model and why? What, ha- what had happened was this was born out of the first, um, not the first, but what would be called the Great Recession. Glenn Sanford was in real estate in 2002. Before that, he was a stockbroker. He was a um, tech startup guy. Right. And he also worked in network marketing. And then the last one, he was in real estate with uh, KW. And at KW, in four years, he was able to sell $60 million worth of real estate solely by connecting consumers online. Right. And then in 2008, uh, what had happened was he has six expansion teams at KW. And then Everything came crashing down because, again, sales, if they plummet by 70%, your franchise fees are still there and your brick and, bricks and mortar are still there in terms of cost. So he said, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to pack it all in. I'm going to start this new realty. First, it was buyer's tour realty, but that didn't work. So then he started EXP Realty completely, everybody working from home. He said, this can work because there's no big upfront costs. And there's no recurring costs. And because of that, I can go ahead and invest back into the agents. 
And that's how he started to grow. And so 2013 went public, 2018, we went to uh, NASDAQ. And just uh, this past May, we had uh, gone to small cap S&P 600. So it's, it's, it's pretty amazing what, um, what he has been able to do. And, you know, and it being in my, my role, I basically get access to a billionaire. I talk to him all the time and just, it's, it's a no brainer to be working with someone like that. And uh, just feeling blessed, of course, but uh, you know, the model again is not for everyone, but I think if you see what it has to provide in terms of benefits, uh, it really is a no brainer, but I would say this, it's about the people. It's about the relationships at the end of the day, just like your customers. Right. And a lot of times people don't come to EXP for EXP. I mean, that's just the added benefit, but people come to EXP because of me. People come to EXP and I came to EXP because of the people that I met. Brent Goh, Cliff Freeman, Christian Baer, Steve Merritt, all these great people. And now I have people like Render and Raj. I mean, these are just amazing people, right? And then we're, we're with a platform that really benefits us financially. So it's a no brainer, but it starts with the people first. Yeah, it's all a win-win. You know, um, one of the questions I, I wanted to ask um, was other businesses, even not even in real estate, you know, how could a greater emphasis on collaboration over competition even reshape other business practices in your opinion? In my opinion, I think that it has to all be collaboration. You know, when, when you share the pie, right, you think it gets smaller. But when you share the pie, the pie actually gets bigger. And that's how business works, right? And when we all win, we win big. But it doesn't have to be if I win, then you have to lose. We can all win. And why not? Yeah. And I think what you're alluding to is, you know, let's say you have a very small industry and you've got three or four main players in a city and a market and they're not collaborating. Okay, that's fine. And maybe... Like property management actually used to be like this, right? It was all done in the back rooms of realty offices. It was kind of like the, you know, ugly stepchild type of, uh, do you like that example? And now that there's more collaboration with my professional peers, property management is starting to, you know, it's a licensed regulated industry. You know, the reputation is getting better and that's attracting more clients instead of wanting to self-manage just as an example for one industry. So I, I can see what you're saying by increasing the service levels by collaborating by you know even getting some marketing ideas together you can almost change an entire industry make the market bigger which is your pie analogy exactly and i think uh sometimes friendly competition is good we all you know have to level up right and um i think you know if it's like in the analogy of sports it only has to be one there only can be one winner and if you're if you're second you're last right but in business if you're second, you're making you're making good money. You're feeding your family, and if you level each other up, I mean that's all good, right? So again, we can all win, and I think business has to be win-win all the time. I agree. So looking ahead, then for EXP, how do you see this philosophy of collabor collaboration further influencing your EXP's reach and evolution? I think we're going to see more and more collaboration, uh, at least especially globally. We're doing uh, a lot of joint ventures with a lot of brokerages uh, to start the EXP expansion 
right now we're in 24 countries. Uh, we're we're planning obviously planning to go all the countries, um, but I do see that uh, collaboration is where it's at. And if we collaborate with each other uh, within the company and you know with other brokerages, uh, we can all win. So that's what I see is like okay, other brokerages um, you know start to collaborate with us, join ventures with us, and obviously we we want them to join us. But at the end of the day, if we can help each other, uh, we're collaborators, not competitors, even if you're at a, at a different brokerage. So either they join us or they don't. I mean, I think the mentality is to go forward and contribute to each other because it, under the heavens, we're all just one family, right? If you really think about it, why are we fighting against each other? We're all trying to do the best for our families. And I think um, that's what... EXP is all about. It's all about collaboration. It's all about culture. It's all about con contribution. And we're going to take that forward and really expand. And our goal is to get to, you know, in the next five years, 500,000 agents worldwide. Right now we're at 88,000. And, uh, you know, if I had some say in it, I I'm going to go beast mode. Um, so if you are in any of the, the Canadian cities and I'll be seeing you soon, hopefully we'll come back to Winnipeg to visit you, Garrett. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on stage very soon. Absolutely. You know, let, let's transition a little bit because, you know, you mentioned travel and you've got a lot of experience working now, meeting people across different provinces. What decisions do you think listeners can make that will lead to faster results in their specific businesses today? Fast decisions in creating... Like what kinds of decisions do you think will lead to faster results? I would say decide to take quick actions and decide to realize that there is no magic pill. The magic pill in real estate sales and in any sort of business, I think, is that there is no magic pill. You have to be willing to put in the work and decide today that you're willing to do what's hard. If you're willing to do what's hard, then business will be easy. But if you're only willing to do what's easy, then business and life will be really, really hard. So decide to make that quick decision that, hey, to realize I ain't in this for instant gratification. I'm not in this to make a quick buck. I'm in here for the long game. So decide quickly that's what you will do and be in it for the long haul and never quit. Well, um, what do you wish you would have known before you started in the real estate business? If you could look back and talk to your younger self. I would say the only thing that I would tell my younger self is please enjoy the journey every single day because stuff's going to happen anyways. And I don't know if we're predestined to have a life that we have, no matter how you look at it, it's just destined. But the fun of it is you don't know. You don't know that you're destined, but you're supposed to have fun in the journey of life, in the journey of success and becoming the best you can be in this life. But me chasing after 50 transactions, 100 transactions, $500,000, $1 million, $2 million, it was all about chasing after, after that number. But sometimes can be excruciatingly hard and painful when you have setbacks. But when you look at it as a journey, then your life will be fun. And every setback that you have is only an opportunity for you to become better version for your, of yourself. 
So if I would tell my younger self, it'd be like, just, just have some fun today and have some fun every day. Embrace the journey. Yeah. Embrace the journey. I'll, I'll tell you this little story, which I think is a great analogy is, um, have you been, been to Maui before? Actually, uh, I went last year and I'm going again in January. It's one of our oh, favorite places. Yeah. That place, the vibration is amazing. It's, very it's, yeah. it's heavenly, right? So have you been to Road to Hana? Yes. Yeah, I drove okay. it myself. <laughs> you drove it yourself. Okay. So the road to Hana is like this winding road where it seems to go forever. It's three to four hours. And um, my wife that day took the kids and went on this road to Hana. And she slept the whole way because she was so tired. The kids didn't sleep at night. The kids were staying awake with our friends the whole time. And she slept the whole way. And she only woke up when they got to Hana. Hmm. But when she woke up, she realized, oh my gosh, Hana is like this dilapidated little village. There's nothing there. But what was magical was the way to Hana. The road and the magic in the heaven is in the journey to that destination. So don't miss the journey on the way. So that's how I look at things now. You know, if I get any setbacks and having a bad day, you know what? Just enjoy it because that destination is going to come no matter what anyways. So if I don't enjoy today, uh, then it won't matter. So why have it be painful? You know, I, I think, yeah, I would agree 100%. Too many people, and my dad was like this, and I'll tell that story in a second. They're too focused on the end goal. I'm going to what like fill in the blank until whatever, right? My dad passed away from lung cancer when he was only 59. And he had two businesses, serial entrepreneur. And all I heard was, you know, and he was maybe six months away from early retirement. He was just getting everything set up and then boom, right? 18 hour days. And that's one of my biggest lessons is embrace today and and have your goal. But yeah, you have to experience the pain, experience the joy. You have to, you know, live those moments. Otherwise, you might not get there, which would be sad, but at least you're enjoying getting there. Oh, 100%. Wow. Um, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. Uh, yeah. Quite, quite actually pretty young. Um, it's very young. Yeah. I think about that because I'm 52. Where, where would my life be if I was gone in eight years, right? And well, I mean, I had those two life scares that I spoke about at the art gallery a, a few weeks ago, but uh, you know, enough about me, as they say. Um, I want to speak to you. Uh, about your strengths as an entrepreneur, what would you say those are and how have you refined and improved those over the last, you know, 15, 20 years? I think I have this muscle of never give up. I have this muscle of bouncing back, whether I'm bouncing back quickly or slowly, but I never stop moving forward. So as an entrepreneur, um, you obviously, when you fall down, you need to pivot. When you fall down, then you can realize, okay, what are my opportunities to improve? But sometimes when people fall down, they take too long to get up. The momentum is gone, right? And that's why their trajectory is, you know, because they gave up um, altogether that they're not successful. So I would say that, um, you know, I, I don't want to call myself successful, but I do my best every single day and I never, ever gave up. In 2008, I was $80,000 in debt adjusted for inflation. That's 130 grand today, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I had done no sales in six months during that period. And as you know, the world was falling apart. Yes. Right. But in fact, that those six months have made me 
a tough SOB up here in my mind. And I just never gave up. And sure enough, 2009, March, I ended up doing 33 transactions in the last nine months of the year. And most of those calls were from friends and family that asked me, hey, John, can you come and list my home or can you represent me on a purchase? And I said, why did you pick me? He, they would always say in majority of the time, you know what, you're only one of the last uh, remaining real estate agent friends that I have. So, you know, you don't have to be the most talented. You don't have to be the most skilled. Um, but if you just never gave up, uh, you're going to get rewarded. So I think if there's number one attribute that I have is the muscle of uh, never give up, never quit. What would you say um, gets in the way of most entrepreneurs being successful? Right now, I would think in today's world is that they have too many options. They have There's too many magic pills out there offered to you to let you think that everything is easy, right? So in, in, I see it in the real estate industry is that young kids that come in today, they're like, okay, well, I can talk to 10 people today. I can talk to 20 people today and, you know, pick up the phone book or call somebody, or I can do this way and do some tech startup, or, you know, there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity here, flip an NFT, go into crypto or do some other thing. And there's so many options out there for kids that, they don't know how to focus anymore. It's not the fault of their own, but I think focus is the key to success. Focusing and never give up is really the key. And so if you don't give up, you'll always succeed. That's what I think anyway. And that's why most people don't because they have too many options. I had no options when I was uh, $80,000 in debt, Garrett, because I had no other skills. And I think that's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, no, we've all we've all been there. Successful people have to fall down before they can get up. You have to know failure before you can realize success. Um, I don't know anybody who is successful that has never failed, because that's what teaches you how to be successful. I don't know a single person has has not had a low point that's successful. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anybody actually, unless they're you know born with a silver spoon and then they just took it to another level. I don't, I don't know, but I, I personally don't know anybody. And uh, I was just sitting down with Glenn the other day, our, um, our CEO, he hadn't been successful all pretty much all throughout until he started EXP. And it was a grind to start with EXP also, right? He had, uh, he had made money, lost all of it. And then uh, with EXP, finally, now he's, you know, well on his way to Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Amazing. Well, um, we're almost at the end of the podcast. And I like to ask every guest this question. So I'd like to hear what you have to say. Sure. This is the Investing to Win podcast. How do you define success? And what does winning look like for you? How do I define success? Success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile goal or objective. So it's all about the journey of who you become in the process. Because I can give you, give someone a million dollars and if they don't know how to earn that money, they'll lose it all, right? But right now, if you take away all my money, I know how to make it back and that's worthwhile, right? So it's really the journey of becoming a, the best you can be every single day. And that's how you win. How you win is doing what you're supposed to do every single day, building that confidence and building a better you every single day, just 1% better progressing every single day, then you're successful. 
And that's how you win. You don't have to compete against anybody else to win. You just need to be better than who you were yesterday. And I think that's worthwhile in, in chasing after is a better you, right? And at the end of the day, if I left a mark in this world that I contributed to others, right, uh, with who I'm being, and I think that's successful as well. And then they always say uh, the secret to living is giving, right? So if I'm just here, you know, just for myself and making money for myself and being successful with myself and have nobody to share with, nobody to contribute to, that's also failure, right? So I think um, becoming a better you and contributing to the world, you win and you're successful. Love it. All right. Well, let's cap it there. Uh, I don't think we could do any better than those last words. So thank you again uh, for coming on the show. And thank you. Uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll be by BC one of these days and I'll be visiting you instead of you come to Winnipeg. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for allowing me to like get all my thoughts out and I and, uh, really appreciate the questions. But uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll see you in Vancouver or in Winnipeg. All right. Thank you, John. Take care. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on the Investing to Win podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this on. If this episode made you think of another investor, take a screenshot and share this podcast episode with them. Investing to Win is not only about helping you to win more, but WIN actually stands for Wise Investors Network. It's where we help our investors build a hands-off portfolio and have passive investments work for them. To see how you can potentially partner with us, go to www.upperedgecapital.com forward slash invest to learn more. Once again, the link is www.upperedgecapital.com forward slash invest. All links can be found in the description below. Until next time.